Today I'll be responding to a question that I received over email all about some of the suffering that we have to go through as individuals, as a collective, in order to do this thing that, you know, apparently Source or God or the universe wants to do, which we call expansion or growth. Why do we have to suffer in order to grow and all of this kind of stuff. That's what we'll be exploring today with this question that I received over email. If you have a question for me about anything to do with your spiritual awakening journey, you can reach me uh, over Instagram at Brent Spirit or over email info at brentspirit.com. I'm live on Instagram as I record this episode. I'd like to connect with you all uh, live now and then. I'll start to go live on YouTube at some point as well once I get a little bit more familiar and comfortable with all the uh, technology and just being live in general is a little bit uh, new and fresh for me. But anyway, you can visit brentspirit.com for more free content like this, ebooks, audiobooks, etc. I've also got some courses coming out that you can look forward to as well. So let's get right into this question here. It comes from Alan and Alan writes, I often find myself angry at, shall I say, source energy at the suffering of mankind that stems from the separation that is experienced at this level of consciousness. I've learned, and I understand at some level, that giving us the free will to choose to be so removed from oneness is actually a great act of love from Source. That is, Source loves us so much that we are given the freedom to be apart from that love. Yet, I feel that some safeguards could have been put in place so we couldn't stray quite as far as we have strayed for as long as we have. The hundreds, thousands, perhaps millions of lifetimes spent at this level may not seem like a long time from Source's perspective, but it can seem like forever for a human, and the suffering therein is so great. I'm wondering if you can share light on how and why this really is an act of love on Source's part. Thanks so much for the question, Alan. Very intense, heavy stuff. I'll begin with a disclaimer that, you know, I've, I've made quite a few times whenever we, we talk about suffering in this way. You know, often we can use spiritual ideas to dismiss, minimize, you know, these ideas of suffering. Somebody's going through pain and we could say, hey, it's, this is all source energy's plan to help you to grow and evolve and, you know, develop and grow and, and, you know, become enlightened and expand your consciousness and blah, blah, blah. You know, we don't want to use these ideas against ourselves if we happen to be going through the suffering. You know, we don't want to say, I'm in an abusive situation. This is source's way to help me to expand and grow. So I'll stay here and I'll accept it. Somebody's house burns down, you know. I have a friend whose house quite literally burned down recently and I was there helping her salvage some some of those things and I had no words. I, I could just only stand there and, and help in silence, really. There's nothing I could say. Now, you know, I'm Brent's spirit. So, you know, I seem to have all the answers, right? No, that's... That's things to explore from a high vantage point. But when you're in the midst of darkness, suffering, none of this should be brought out, especially not to try and talk somebody out of their suffering. That's called spiritual bypassing. You know, you could at some respects consider a form of abuse. And we've all been there, you know. Somebody tells you, hey, I, I, 
I'm dealing with some difficulty from the past. You don't say, hey, just just be here now. You know, go read Eckhart Tolle. Be here now, right? It's, uh, it's, it's difficult because we benefit greatly from spiritual practices and we want to share it with other people. And for some, it, it can feel like this is the answer. Just want to shove it in people's faces. But, uh, you know, it's, it's not really the answer. We have to give people um, permission to go through their pain and meet them as human beings with open hearts. And sometimes we have to suffer with them. We have to cry with them. We have to be in the past or the future with them. And so that's my disclaimer here. And also, I just want to let you know, you know, I'm able to speak about spiritual bypassing because I've done it myself, right? I've used it against people. I've used it against myself. I've had it used against me. So I'm speaking from that place, you know, I had to learn in very difficult ways that it's not the way to go about things. And so I'll begin with that disclaimer just to frame this conversation that we're having here about, you know, like we like you shared here, Alan, it's, it's a heavy topic. You know, we're basically talking about all the suffering that, you know, ever existed on the planet in the universe. You know, it's, it's heavy stuff. And so I'm not here claiming to have the answer that's, you know, meant to satisfy. I'm just going to share some thoughts and perspectives, give you something to think about, talk about some of the uh, ways that I kind of approach these topics and some of the contemplations that I've had and things that I kind of you know, things that came to me as I thought thought about this stuff. And I can still think about this stuff and I can still look around and, and be like, you know, why do we have to suffer in this way? You know, I have a, a little cousin and he was a few months old and, you know, he had to get like intense, intense invasive surgeries. And I thought, you know, why does a baby have to go through this? You know, and so I, I'm right there with you with this question, but Speaking from the part of me that knows that it's okay, speaking from the source energy part of me, that's the word you used in your question, your source energy, I'll try and, and, and transmit something meaningful here. But of course, you know, we don't want to, uh, to use it as a quick uh, fix-all solution for the, the suffering of the world. It's, it's really, uh, it's more of a philosophical exercise, you could say, that can be used uh, at some points on your journey, but not always, not always. We must be tactful. So with that said here, source energy, infinite, omnipotent, without limitations, eternal. If you had all the time, power, at some point you would also feel like, okay, I want to experience something I've never experienced before. And it would be this that we're experiencing, that we have experienced, that we will experience. It would be this. It would manifest as this. There's no limitations. So why can't this reality that we're in exist where, you know, babies get sick and people die and there's no justice for some and people's houses burn down? Infinite, eternal, omnipotent, you know, beyond birth and death as well eventually this would this man, this reality would manifest we wouldn't run out of time we wouldn't run out of resources or energy or creativity eventually this would manifest cuz the universe likes to experience novelty it likes to experience everything it wants to taste every flavor every possible manifestation every possible combination of experiences and i i would argue that this goes down to even the most smallest level you know even down to the, the atomic level i think there were there are parallel realities that exist with every single possible variation that could could exist ever i, I think that's that's what consciousness is because why wouldn't there be there's no limitations 
it's not like a computer that you know can't run a certain amount of processes without you know taking up too much uh, RAM or lagging or shutting down. And there's no limitation, so why not, right? And so from that place, we can see okay, so if if you could dream anything, eventually you would dream this reality that we're in, and this one where people suffer and there's difficulty. Now it's not that people suffer for no reason. There is some sense of order here that we can look at as well. Um, we can say, you know, the universe, in our reality at least, you know, our world, we can say, there's polarity, there's duality. This is how we come to uh, to grow and expand and do the dance and, and experience the contrast of the darkness and the light, the sickness and the healing, the loss and the gain, life and death, right? So without going through suffering, we may not necessarily be able to appreciate the blessings that we have it's not easy it's not an easy thing and like i said you know i wouldn't really i want to say this to somebody's house burned down or something but it's through all of this that maybe you know maybe we can look out in the world and we can say hey, there's people that don't have food well, i got i have food and that allows me to appreciate my food a little bit deeper and without them out there i wouldn't really have the context to really appreciate that food deeper or i've been sick before and that makes me appreciate this moment where i'm i'm healthy i'm well right so this is maybe you know why this is, you know, why source gives us some of this contrast because of, at the deeper level, we are eternal, right? We are eternal. And this is the message that is shared in Bhagavad Gita. If you're not familiar with Bhagavad Gita, it's a text. It's a, actually a conversation between Krishna and a warrior named Arjuna. It comes out of, of India. It's, it's, a, it's a conversation taken out of a larger piece called the uh, Mahabharata. And... Um, it's, it's one of the most famous texts of all time. It's a beautiful conversation, and there's many, many layers of, of information there within this conversation between Arjuna and Krishna. But in short, and the themes relevant to what we're sharing about today, um, Arjuna's tasked with, with launching a war. His job is to blow the conch, the horn, to signal that the war has begun between people that he knows. And he's about to blow the conch and he says oh my gosh you know once i do this i'm going to be responsible for all of these people that are going to die or at the very least get hurt i can't do it and so krishna appears as his charioteer and says hey buddy blow the conch get on with the drama these people and their destiny it's already decided Get on with it. And don't worry. Because their bodies may die, but they are eternal consciousness. They are, their Atma will live on. They are Brahman. They're not separate from God, from the divine. They are eternal, immortal, omnipotent, infinite consciousness. So it's okay that they're going to suffer. Don't worry. That's just the drama. It's okay. It's okay. Now, this is very difficult things to hear when you're in the midst of suffering, of course. But that's why this text exists to shed some light on these topics and these themes. And we could see, you know, this is a, it's, it's the theme or one of the major themes and, you know, the most popular, one of the most popular sacred texts ever, right? You know, why do we have to suffer? Well, why? Why does God want us to suffer, right? So in, in your message here, it seems that there's a tinge of a sense of that, of separation as if sources up there or sources out there and sources you, you say, you know, source loves us so much that it allows us free will to have our experience. 
Source loves us so much that it allows us to, you know, stray into the darkness as if we are moving away from Source. This sense of separation is where these conflicts will arise. But if you recognize that you are Source, that you are that love, you are that omnipotent, eternal, infinite, spiritual Source energy, then what's the harm? Right? What's the harm? Just like in Bhagavad Gita, what's the harm? We go through the drama, we'll get sick, we're all going to die, right? And that's okay. The bodies die. The bodies die. But the source energy lives on, right? It's eternal. Cannot be touched by birth or death, right? And so this goes for everybody out there. You know, we see other people suffering and it's, we, can, we can say on a, on a higher perspective, not spiritually bypassing here, but we can look at them in our own mind, in our contemplation and say, that's God having the experience of starving. That's God having the experience of war. I don't need to come in and tell God what God should or shouldn't do for itself. That's God's will. That's God's plan. It's okay. And in the bigger picture, people are suffering. Eventually, that suffering will end when they die and they'll return back to source and it'll, it'll all be okay. They'll look back and say, oh, that was really intense. Wow. Right? And so, like, these are some attitudes that we can have when we think about this idea, you know, why does God make us suffer? Why do we experience separation, right? Because that's how God gets to know itself. We get to wake up and remember that we are source. And that's what awakening is. That's what self-realization is. We remember, oh my gosh, I'm not this body. I'm not this mind. I'm, I'm source energy. There's nothing for me to fear. And I'm going to die, so I better live fearlessly, intensely every moment until that time comes, Right? It, it's it's paradoxical. It's it's not easy to to really uh, take in. I think it takes many lifetimes to even grasp this stuff. Even after you've had an awakening, I think it takes a long time to even integrate that and to like really feel it on like the deepest level, knowing that everything is all good. Everything is is okay. Yes, there's suffering. It hurts. It's painful. It's difficult. But that's God's suffering. God is, you know, enjoying the drama the polarity, the duality, the different flavors of experience in order to get to know itself better and expand and grow. And yes, we want to do our best to alleviate our own suffering and the suffering of others, but not from a place that says, you are not God, therefore you can't handle this suffering, so I must try and fix you or help you. No, we say, oh, you're God. I'm God too. Let's enjoy the drama of pretending that the suffering is you know, potentially going to be the end of us. But deep down, from the highest perspective, we know that it isn't. But let's put that higher perspective aside and just enjoy the drama, right? Like actors on a stage. And that's how we grow and expand and get to know ourselves better, through duality. If everything was working out well, there would be no room for growth. There'd be no context for growth. In your question here, you're saying, you know, maybe some safeguards could have been put in place so that we couldn't stray as far as we have strayed for as long as we have. You know, I think that's subjective and, and you know, it's relative. Some would argue that there are great safeguards in place. You know, if you suffer too much, you die, right? It's not like you're going to live to be a thousand years and keep going on with the suffering. Eventually, you know, if you suffer too much. The, the body says, okay, that's enough. Right? So there's different ways to look at it. 
like I said, you know, I'll return back to the way I opened. You know, I don't want to be talking here as if this is the answer to suffering and that it's all okay. No, we meet people as human beings. We play the role as human beings. If somebody's suffering, we do our best to be present with them, not to try and use spiritual stuff to, to uh, you know, push their suffering away or dismiss it. But when we are comfortable enough and we can afford to contemplate these things, maybe it's in our meditation or we're privileged enough to sit back and contemplate suffering as opposed to going through suffering ourselves. That's when we come to these ideas and we start to see, hey, everyone's God in disguise. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. So I hope that answers your question a little bit, Alan. I appreciate it. Heavy stuff, but fun to dive into now and then. If you're listening out there and you have a question for me, you can reach me on Instagram at Brent Spirit, like I mentioned, info at brentspirit.com. That's my email. I'll do my best to give you a response either on the podcast or write to you. Check out brentspirit.com for more free content. I've also got uh, the podcast on Spotify and iTunes, The Spiritual Awakening Show. And I've got some courses coming out that you can look forward to as well. Until next time, much love and peace.